I'll get things started. Here we go. Uh, I'm very excited, super excited to announce that I'm hosting my very first UNC North Carolina Chapel Hill women's basketball player on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Joining me now is Anya Poole of the UNC Tar Heels women's basketball team. Anya is a junior at UNC and she plays forward. Anya is also six foot two and she grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina and attended Southeast Raleigh for high school. Anya, welcome to the show and uh, thank you so much for joining me on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, so Anya, I guess my first question for you is, how did you first get into basketball? What was your, was there a moment or a specific moment in time or your parents? Um, so both of my parents played basketball. Um, my dad was the only one that played in college. He played at Elizabeth City State. Um, I came from a very athletic background, but I was all about soccer at first. Um, I, I was in and out of basketball until I got into like the seventh grade. I had played soccer all the way up until my eighth grade year in middle school. And I was just like, this, this basketball is not for me. Like, I was just like, no, I'll stick to soccer. Like I was good at it. And, um, then I got to middle school and I was just told what tall people are told. You're too tall not to be playing basketball or volleyball. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll try out for one of them and see if I make it. So um, I ended up playing on the AAU team, which was actually the Carolina Flames, um, the team that I stayed with until I uh, aged out. And, you know, it just went uphill from there. So, I mean, I really started – I had been playing basketball my whole life, but I wasn't very serious about it until, like, my seventh grade year. Wow. So you were – originally thinking that you wanted to play soccer at the next level or that that was the okay that was the mentality going in did you you wanted to play d1 soccer yes wow okay so i mean that's an incredible shift i guess i mean if yeah. you're six two why not why not use the height you know what i'm saying god gave you a gift so that that's that's what i'm saying uh so you know as carolina is surrounded by amazing basketball the men's basketball team as well for those of you at home that don't know uh, so I'm interested to know, Anya, what is your daily routine at UNC? What does it look like, you know, from start to finish? Um, so I'll start with off season. Off season is a little bit less hectic. Um, so we have less practices. Um, we can only do eight hours a week. So we, we usually do four days of practice and then four days of lift, or we'll do five days of lift and then three days of practice. Um, but, um, during the season is when it gets kind of crazy. So like, yeah. Now, like in the at the end of September, we go into 20 hour weeks where basically like I go from class. I have class from like nine to like 12 or five ish. And then my practice starts at two most days. Um, some days it goes later. Some days it goes. Excuse me. Some days it goes earlier. Depends on like what volleyball does or like our schedule and stuff. And then, you know, I'm in the gym until like five, six o'clock. And then I do study hall. We go to our uh, our academic center, have study hall, and then I'm in the study hall center until like nine, ten o'clock, and then you know do it again the next day and the next day after that. Oh my god! So that's out of season. That's not that's not even in season, right? No, or... that part was in season. Out of season, oh. we have we have a little bit more free time because we have uh, the weekends off, yeah, and have an off day in the middle of the week. But um, I, I mean, I can still say that we're pretty busy during the off season, but in season, it's you know, it's down to business. So we're just running, running, running. So your coach is working you. You guys are like, you guys are at it. You guys are getting ready. Okay. Uh, love to hear that. You guys will, I'm sure, do very well this year. Um, so do you have a role model or someone that you look up to in terms of basketball? Um, I think I look up to 
look up to a lot of my teammates, um, you know, because, you know, everybody's at a different place in their life. Um, I don't necessarily, like, my favorite basketball player is, like, Maya Moore, Candace Parker, but, like, I try to look at people, like, who are in the same predicament that I am right at the time. So I can say that I look up to a lot of my teammates, especially, like, Deja and Alyssa and all of them. Like, you know, uh, it's just really hard to try to go throughout a season and, like, not have the ups and downs and stuff like that. And just the way that we handle it as a group is very, like, inspiring so like I kind of pick up from them like trying to figure out like how to go by day by day you know trying to keep myself together especially when we're in the heat of the season so I would say I look up to my teammates a lot I love that and do you use your coach I'm sure to you know ask questions and as a role model that's great um so what are you currently majoring in at UNC I'm switching around but I'm interested to know what you're currently majoring in what's your minor what's it looking like so right now on paper, it says that I'm a double major in common women and gender studies, um, but I'm planning on being in, um, it's called the HDFS program here, but that means uh, human development and family studies. So basically like I can uh, study to be a social worker and just work with kids in that sense. Oh, like wow. that's my, my overall goal in the end. Like I want to work with kids in some type of way. Um, but I came in thinking that I was going to be a nurse and that just kind of took a, a left turn. So I'm still trying to do that. Like I'm trying to use my extra year to try to go into nursing school and still get my nursing degree because that's a, like overall what I want to become. Right. So you're, you're a junior, right? In, in basketball, I know you're a junior in terms of academics, you're still a junior as well. Correct. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I was interviewing someone from Wake Forest and he was a junior in uh, football, but academically was a sophomore. So yeah. it, it was a little weird. COVID has really pretty much screwed that up. Uh, so what's your favorite part about being a Tar Heel? I know UNC has got a lot of things, great things about it. I was just down there. I mean, great school, freaking definitely my dream school. I love it there. What, tell me a couple great things that you love about UNC. Um, I think the atmosphere is, it's, it's the top one. Um, you know, especially like with the rivalry, rivalries that we have, like the Duke yeah. game. I've been to some of the men's, the men's games and I'm friends with a couple of them. Just being able to have a, another school and then I have teammates that go that AU teammates high school teammates that like want to go to Duke or at or at Duke and I'm just like you know this rivalry rivalry is like really deep down so like it's just really fun to be able to experience that and not only that like the people that I'm around just being on the campus like I love my teammates I love my coaches so it's just I think that could be one of my favorite things too um in the academic part um that was one of my main reasons coming here because getting a degree from Carolina can get you anywhere in in any type of way so that's for sure I just feel like the academics are like our top like top tier here and i think it's <clears throat> because my coach is so adamant about like your student first and the athlete second that kind of like keeps my mindset on you know i have a bigger goal in mind the basketball will stop bouncing so like just keeping my mind on the academics and like knowing that i have all the resources that i have and like everybody is wishing me and pushing me to be good and to succeed and also knowing that the university is pushing and like trying to get me to succeed. So just knowing that is one of my favorite parts as well. Right. And just going back to the student athlete part of it, you know, it's in the war, you know, student athlete, student first, athlete second. Gotta, you know, you gotta, gotta go through school first before you go to basketball. And I've heard this a million times, whether it's the NFL, you know, women's basketball, men's basketball, anything. School, you know, education is the most important thing. And if you can't, you know, get an education, understand the ways of the world, 
um, you can't really do anything in life. You know, you could go, you, you can't just go to the next level like that. You got to be able to have some type of academic reinforcement, if, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, so definitely sticking with that is a, it's a pretty good idea. Uh, so you also mentioned that you were friends with a couple players on the UNC uh, men's basketball team. Which, which ones are your favorites? Say I have favorites. I mean, oh. I hang out with all of them. I hang out with Mondo, RJ, Caleb, Leaky, and even some of the freshmen like Seth Trimble, T Nick. Like I hang out with a lot of them because we're all most of the time we're all in the same area. So it, it's nice to have pe- other people that you know outside of your team. So yeah. I would say all of them are my favorite. In sense. <laughs> so are you guys in terms of the campus? Are you guys towards the? You're in a separate section. From all the other dorms, where where's that? Because I was just at UNC. Um, like the our gym. Like where where you guys live? Um, we live in Rams. Um, so that's right by the by the Dean Smith Center. So ah, gotcha. Well, most of most of the athletes that I know have lived there or like are living there now. So that's yeah. kind of the athlete hub. <laughs> yeah, it's like away from everything. You know, all the the northern campus. It's down down towards this. Yeah, got you. Totally got that. For those of you that don't know or haven't been to UNC, Deanie Smith's center is actually at the bottom of the campus and it's tucked away from everything. Nice and private. Love that. Uh, so Anya, I'm, I'm interested to know which games did you, which games, how do I phrase this were the toughest for you guys last year that you enjoyed and which games do you look forward to the most uh, this for this upcoming team? Um, I would say, Minnesota was definitely one of our hardest games last season. Um, but it was fun because, you know, that was early on in the season. We got to figure out who and what we were about. Um, we got to figure out that the team as a whole had a lot of fight in us. Like, we weren't just going to, you know, lay down and die. Um, so that kind of – that was a, a really good game to, like, kind of give us our uh, foundation. And then I would say, like I said, the Duke games have always been, you know – really good especially the atmosphere playing here and at Cameron um so that and then I would say the NC State game knowing that we got mm. beat pretty bad the first game and then we came back and we were like okay like we're just not gonna you know give up on this time so and we came back and you know that's a really good and it's always good to play NC State because I, I'm from North Carolina and I'm from Raleigh so like a lot of my AU teammates play on NC State so it's really good to play against people that you played with so, and I would say last year, especially with the Louisville game, because, you know, a lot of people doubted us in beating the number one team. And it was just like, we didn't have that mindset. We were just like, they're a team. They're sitting in our way of where we want to go and we're going to run through them. That's literally what our coach said all the time. This team is standing in your way. Go through them. Don't go around them. Go through them. So I would say that's all of those teams are teams that we'll look for that I look forward to playing this year. And, um, you know, even in the PKI tournament, like I feel like that'll be a very good like tournament in, in itself um, because we get to play a lot more teams that we probably wouldn't be playing into the tournament in yeah. other like other seasons. So like that gives us a little bit of time to like taste how other people are and like play other people outside of the uh, ACC. So, Wow. So, I mean, it really does go to show you that if you can be Louisville, NC State, teams like that, anything can happen. It's anyone's game on any given day. Right. And you guys happen to get the best of them on those days. I, that was literally some, two of my questions. I was about to ask you about those two games. You answered both of those questions. But I'm also very, very, like, I cannot believe these rankings. And I looked, I just looked at the uh, ESPN rankings, you know, before for researching you uh, for the interview. 
and I saw that the way too early women's basketball rankings, they have you at 13, which is great. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I just think people go off of like what happens in the previous years. So like, yeah. you know, everybody works to get better. Um, and I know as a team and me and myself, like all summer, like we were putting in work and I know everybody was, but I'm, we're always like, nobody's putting in the work like we are. So it's just like, it's a, it's a mindset thing, but like, you also got to be like, okay, somebody's watching me all the time. So like, I always right. have to do my best. And like, we have that mindset as a team, like we're never just going to be like, oh, and just lally get through a, through a game because we know we have a bullseye on our back, not because of the rankings, but because of the, the school that we wear across our chest. So <clears throat> I just think that the, you know, the rankings are just a way to motivate you in a way, because you never want to be anything better than the, anything less than the best. So us being, or me being 13 or whoever was 13, like, that just makes you, that fuels you to want to be better, you know? I got you. So, so you were talking about not letting it get the best, not letting things get the best of you going through. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that pressure as a D1 athlete? I mean, there, there must be a tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, I give you a lot of credit. I'm going to be honest. Being a D1 athlete ain't easy. So how do you get through all that? Um, I think it's, I think having the, the, the right people around you, um, we have a lot of resources. Like I can go to my coaches and be like, Hey, like, I'm really struggling with something like I need help. Like I need, I just need somebody to vent to. And also having my parents and my family really close to me actually like really helps me because I talk to my mom every single day and not, not even just once a day. Like I'll call my mom in the morning before I'm going to class. And then after I get out of class and then after practice, and then I'll call her later. So it's like, just knowing that I can drive 30 minutes up the road to like talk to my parents and like be around my family is something that helps me get through it. And also knowing that, you know, you're, you're here for something. You're just not here to be here. Like you don't, you didn't get here to just, you know, just BS all the time. So like, just like I said before, just knowing that you have an end goal and just like knowing that everything is temporary, like it, or pain is temporary or stuff like that. Like just knowing that, and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna keep it pushing. And then also, like I said, having my teammates around, like we're a very connected team. Like I hang, I was just with two of my teammates not too long ago. And it's just like, just being able to hang out with them outside of basketball and like not have to talk about basketball all of the time. It it helps because it helps you kind of debrief from everything. So you're, you would say like going to college closer to home is probably what fits best for you. Like it's, you know, it's close to everything. You could go easy access to your parents, your house, uh, easy access with friends. So yeah, that that would probably be, I would assume. Yeah, that was was the best option for me because I wanted like my parents have always been there for me. Like they were at every game. If they had to drive somewhere, they were at every single game, even the games where they were like, Oh, we might not be able to come. They found a way to come. So it's like, I just wanted to go somewhere where I knew my parents were going to be able to come without having to like fly across the country or fly across the, the, like I didn't, I didn't want that. So I was just like, okay, well, if I stay closer to home and it's a 30 minute drive and 20, 15, 20 minutes away from my dad's job, like, that's good. That's freaking awesome. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not making this interview about me right now. But I'm the second I stepped off the plane to go view. You know, I went to Duke, Carolina. I went NC State. I went to all those schools. Obviously, I like Carolina the best. Carolina Blues the best. But uh, I walked off. I got off the plane, and I'm literally. I'm. We're driving me and my dad to a hotel, and it's so close. UNC 20 minutes away. NC State 20 minutes away. Everything is so close. And that's got to be so convenient for you. I mean, just in terms of games, habits, uh, being close to home, 
you can't make it up. It's it's freaking close. It looks big in a state sense, but everything's pre- pretty freaking close. Uh, so in terms of the national championship and, you know, competing at a high level, what do you think your team needs to improve on in order to get to that next level? Um, I think, you know, like people, this is kind of cliche, but people are always like, you know, everybody has something to work on. Um, but I think my team has the pieces. I mean, we got to the Sweet 16 last year from my freshman year, not even barely even making it to the NCAA tournament. So I just think like our mindset just has to be locked on what we want to get to. And that's putting up another national championship banner. Like we want to be the team to be like, okay, we got our coach, the national championship. We got our school, the national championship. And just, I don't even think it's necessarily what we need to get to the next level. I just think it's what we need to do. I just think we need to put our minds to it and do it, you know? So, cause I mean, who can compete with us in our minds? That's what I'm saying. The talent is there. The talent's there. You just got, you guys just need to utilize it and Mm -hmm. turn that into something that could win you a national championship and hang that banner. Um, So, you know, and for those of you, again, that haven't seen UNC uh, women's basketball, they made it to the Sweet 16, where they unfortunately lost uh, to the South Carolina Gamecocks, who were the number one, number one seed uh, in the NCAA tournament. You guys gave them a run for their money. Uh, it was 69 to 61. It was a close game. Uh, what was that What was that game like? I mean, knowing that one of the number one seeds you were going against. That was probably one of the games that we were looking forward to the most. Um because right. we scrimmaged South Carolina at the beginning of the season last year, we were just and it was really close, and we were like, okay, well, we're just getting like all of our pieces in, like just filling everybody out. So it's like if we can do that, then what can we do further down along in the season? So when we got to when we finally learned that we were going to play them, we were like, oh yeah, like this is redemption time. Like we played y'all in the summer, like it was whatever, didn't really count, but now it's when it counts and. Just knowing that you can compete with the number one team in the nation. Promising. Like, wow. And we were, honestly, you know how some people are like, oh, after that game, I was disappointed. My coach was actually proud of us. She was like, you didn't back down no matter how hard it got, no matter what adversity you were facing. She was just like, you guys fought into the end. Like, we didn't even, we didn't necessarily as a team worry about who we were playing. We were just like, okay, this is another team. They got, they have some good people. So do we. They have to guard us. We have to guard them. So that that's kind of the mindset that we had. And I, I really appreciated my coaches for, like, basically pounding that into us. Like, don't worry about who you're playing. Just play the game of basketball. Do what you know how to do because that's kind of that's kind of what we did. Like, we were just, okay, they went on a run. Cool, 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 cool. Then it was like, okay, like, we're not even, like, doing that bad. So, like, we kind of, like, switched our mindset mid-game. And we were like, let's get this done. Like, if we beat the number one team, there's nobody else that can stop us. But – you know, I feel like during that game, you know, we learned a lot about ourselves. And even after the game, we were just like, if we made it to the Sweet 16 and gave the number one team in the nation, the they, we kept them in the least, the smallest range of points that they beat the team by in the NCAA tournament altogether. That's like, great news. That, I mean, honestly, someone has got to tell so, – someone's screwing something up because the UNC rankings, I've noticed with the women's basketball, the men's basketball, they counted everyone out. NCAA men's made it to the finals. You guys made it to the Sweet 16 against number one team in the country. I mean, whoever's doing those rankings should be fired. They're, this is unbelievable. Let, let, just think about that for a second. Like, you guys got to play the number one team in the country, and you lost by less than 10 points. 
which is the smallest margin, which is unbelievable. So they're doing something right at UNC Athletics. Right. <laughs> definitely something's going, doing, you know, the coaches are definitely coaching you guys right. So in terms of the decision, you know, to go to UNC, play basketball at UNC, where else were you looking to play college ball? Um, I was actually looking to play college ball at Virginia Tech. Um, and I was also looking at Wake Forest, but I was just like, you know, this, this team, this school, this program is just, is not fitting for me. But um, uh, I actually committed to the old coaching staff, to Sylvia Hatchell and her coaching staff. And, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of on the edge when uh, they had the coaching team because I was like, I do not know who this lady is, who who she is. Right. I don't know who she is. And it's like, just like, I don't want to go in there. You know, she has one thing in mind and then I have something else in mind because that's what I was told by the old coaching staff. But I didn't know, but my mom knew. Coach Banghart had been like recruiting me from Princeton, but I never knew who she was. I, I could never put a name to a face. So I was like, who is this lady? And my mom was like, Anya, she's been sending you letters and, and recruiting stuff this whole time. And I'm like, are you serious? And, I'm, and she called me. She was like, she's like, AP. And I'm like, hey. I'm like, ah. <laughs> From day one, she's always like gave me this very loving like personality. Like she knew who I was before she even met me. She loved who I was before she even met me. So that kind of, you know, that kind of made me you know, edge to Carolina even more because I was just like, and then also it was the academic part. Like, I, I wanted a degree from Carolina. I wanted a degree from Carolina. And who I was doesn't? like, I'm my mind to it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I mean, who really doesn't? It's Carolina. It's UNC. You know what I'm saying? It's the best of the best. So, you know, you obviously, I'm sure you didn't want a, a smaller school vibe. You know, you're liking the bigger school vibe, right? I'm, that good assumption. Yeah. Like in the bigger school vibe. Definitely. Uh, so were, did you get any other offers from other schools besides Wake, uh, UNC, and the others that you mentioned? Um, yeah, I got one from uh, A&T, and I had one more, but I can never remember who they were because they just I just was just like, eh. I was like, I'm sticking to the two, and I'm just going to go with the two. But Love it. I've always been recruited by NC State because my AU coach used to play at NC State, but I was like, nah, I can't go there. There's too many people I know. <laughs> So in terms of March Madness, I got two more questions for you. I'm sorry, keeping you a long time. Uh, so in terms of, you know, music and listening to music before games, pregame, what's your playlist looking like when you're when you're getting ready to go play uh, in March Madness or uh, playing against other schools? What, what are you what are you guys play in the locker room? Um, well. We play a lot of little baby and a lot of young boy. Like um, we let Deja, Deja Kelly take over, take over the the ox. She usually she plays the right music that we need to hear to get pumped up. So she her favorite artist is little baby, the young boy, just to get us to that little you know get us into the groove of like going out here and doing what we need to do. Um, but I can say little baby is top. It's top one. Um, we okay. To um, even today we were in the locker room and he just dropped an album. And we were waiting for practice, and Deja just turns on the speaker, and she's like, let's listen to his album. And she has the speaker blasting in the locker room. So, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite song by him? Oh, little Baby? There's a lot of them. God. I can say his new, his new the recent song with uh, Chris Brown, Addicted. We went to see him in concert, and I really like that song. So, yeah. Okay. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. I got you. Definitely. I'd like something to prove. To be honest, that yep. that song that hits, commercial, all that stuff. Uh, so my last question for you here, 
what's your message, you know, to little kids out there that want to be in your spot, you know, playing division one basketball at, at, of course, UNC, uh, one of the best universities in the nation. Um, I think I would say, you know, just one, ask the right questions, you know, always put in the work. Um, you can never get anywhere if you don't put in the work. Um, nobody can do it for you. Um, and never, never restrict yourself to one thing. You know, you, you might have a thought of going one, one place, but you realize that another place is, you know, a better fit. So never like have your mindset on one school, one area, one, one thing, and just, you know, having fun with it, play the game that you love, even if it's football, basketball, soccer, whatever, just play the game that you love, have fun with it. <laughs> You'll end up where you end up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Anya, on that note, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, definitely keep in touch. I'll hit you up, you know, as the season's starting to approach. Definitely want to get another interview in. Go Heels, baby. Go Heels. Thank you. Go Heels. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. Bye, Anya. Bye. Bye. That was Anya Poole of the UNC Women's Basketball Tar Heels. An amazing interview. She ran me through her whole routine everything like that. They are a very, very powerful school in terms of basketball, whether it's men's, women's, they just got it all at UNC. Honestly, that's an amazing school. I want to thank again, thank Anya again for joining me on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Uh, And I'll see you guys in the next podcast episode, my first UNC women's basketball player on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Thank you so much. Have a great day.